Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought. Here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all. So don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take. I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire Because anyone else is a huge mistake Whoa, fantasy round table Fantasy, fantasy round table Fantasy round table Come take a look at the crown, baby Hey, Fantasy round table Fantasy, fantasy round table Fantasy round table Come take a look at the crown, baby Go What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 17th. We are a week away from Thanksgiving. Man, has this season flown by. It is, I feel like it was just yesterday we were talking about week one and how excited we were. The Browns were going to be good. We thought the Broncos were going to be good. And then, well, the Broncos are still at least playing decent. The Browns just have completely shit the bed here. But, I mean, it's... Man, what a season. Really sucks. Uh, but we are here today. We are proud to be a We're part of the We're not Detroit. That, that is very true, although I think the Browns are kind of close, if we're being honest. <clears throat> Minus a couple more wins, I guess. We are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN, which we all hashtag when we go live. We are... Like I said, a part of that, there's a ton of other great podcasts on there, so check that out for any and all of your sporting needs. Matt is here with me today. We are going to recap the Monday Night Football game between the 49ers and the Rams, which I'm still not over for personal reasons. And then we will Matt will give his rankings. I will not have rankings this week. Matt will give his top 12 for Week 11, and then we'll preview the Thursday Night Football game, which... Doesn't look like it's going to be really a great game, if I'm being honest. But that is between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. Matt, how are you doing on this wonderful Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, just had to get the shout out in there. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if you haven't, when the show is over, you need to look up Cleveland promotional video because um, that we're not Detroit is the tagline to this Cleveland promotional video, which obviously came a ways before Baker back when LeBron was still in there. Not a glowing recommendation of the city, but it always makes me laugh. Uh, it has been a strange, strange ride. You know, uh, I, I wasn't with you on Monday. Uh, it's been a tumultuous uh, couple of weeks, a lot of, a lot of balls in the air, uh, a lot of family stuff, but I'm, Glad to be back today. I wish it was a touch warmer. Uh, we didn't get out of the 30s today, so that was a little bit of a rude awakening. It was 72 yesterday. Uh, the good old body, not not prepared for that, but I guess it's time to start getting prepared. Yeah, I think that we're getting that cold front tomorrow. It was like 80 degrees here, and then we I was told, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, by someone I work with that it's supposed to be like in the 40s tomorrow. So super, super excited about that. But hey, you know, 
I'll take at least somewhat cooler weather. Like 80 degrees yeah. in November is just not what I'm looking forward to. Not when I'm outside and it's just like, it feels like summertime again. I'm not, not here for it, but let's, uh, let's jump into that Monday night football game. The Rams lose, um, surprisingly here, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan just seem to have their number. They win 31 to 10. The Rams stumble again and now head into a bye. Is this a cause for concern for you? Do you think they can get it right? Yeah, I was heartened to see that I wasn't the only Matthew with a case of the Mondays, um, you know, as I was going through there. But Stafford, he was my preseason MVP pick. He was my midseason MVP pick. The Rams have pushed all their chips in kind of on 2021. Uh, you know, you could argue that that they're set up for the long term as well. But, you know, they went and got Vaughn Miller. They have no draft picks. They have a lot of high price places. They went and signed Odell. A little bit of bad luck about Robert Woods, um, you know, and, and that might explain some things and, and trying to work some things out. But their defense has not looked particularly menacing the last two weeks. And Stafford has really been on the struggle bus. I think the bye hits at the right time for them. Hopefully they can find a way to ingratiate these stars. They're really going to need some decent version of OBJ at this point in time because Cooper Cup's not doing it on his own. We've talked about before Tyler Higby may be more of a complimentary piece. They don't have that dominant running back. Van Jefferson's a young guy. We like the potential, but he's still growing into that role. They, you know, with Cup and Woods and then adding OBJ, that was dangerous. With Woods out, they really they need the learning curve to be pretty quick. So hopefully they can dial things up. Um Fortunately for them, the Cardinals weren't able to win. And I'm, I don't know, you you didn't do your rankings. I don't have Murray ranked this week. I think the Cardinals will sit him one more week, especially seeing what the Rams did and knowing that they're rolling into a bye and he's not 100%. The Bucks have struggled a little bit. So that's helping the Rams. They haven't lost too much ground in that uh, NFC race, but they they need to get that figured out. It's uh, you know losing to Tennessee was a bit of a shock, but Tennessee's been going good. The 49ers were a three and five team that had not looked great um, and just trucked them. Yeah, I mean, if it had been close, I probably wouldn't be as worried. But it's the fact that the 49ers just kind of manhandled them the entire game. I mean, that first drive, they took like nine minutes off the clock or something like that. The defense couldn't stop them. <laughs> I, I do think that they'll eventually be fine. But, yeah, I mean, maybe losing Robert Woods meant a little bit more this week than we gave it credit for because they brought Odell in. You know, I do think Odell will be fine there. I, I don't know that he even produces as what Woods was doing, but he's explosive. He can do everything and anything that Robert Woods was doing. I expect him to do that, but I'm with you. The learning curve is going to have to be quick because they're going to need him right after the bye week. But it does give him, you know, an entire week and then some as well to get prepared for next week's game. And I think that he will. The defense was a little bit concerning for me as well. Like I said, just to allow that many points to a 49ers team that, you know, like the offense has been okay, but I mean, really you let Jimmy G, I mean, I guess he didn't put all 31 points. And getting no pressure. Um, yeah. Is a I mean, little bit of a concern, you know, the big vaunted first game with Von Miller and Aaron Donald yeah. and Von Miller's probably biggest contribution was getting pancaked by George Kittle. And, you know, I love Miller, good. but he looked like he didn't know exactly what he was doing. And sometimes, you know, it's not just about talent. It's about can he make it fit and everybody knowing where they're supposed to be. So hopefully the bye week will help him with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I, I, I trust Sean McVay to get this turned around. Even if they don't win their division and they end up as a wild card, they're still going to be a dangerous team as a wild card. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was 
I was talking to Dennis about this. I know you you listen to some of the show. Like I ended up losing a big uh, a matchup by like two point one points because I was going against George Kittle and Darrell Henderson. I needed them to score like nineteen points, and they scored twenty, like twenty point four or something like that. I had to jump in there early. I was the one that said future NFC champion for the Cowboys. I thought it was weird yeah. when it popped up. It just said Facebook viewer. Facebook user. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I assume that was you. Uh, I don't know of any uh, yeah, it was... any Cowboys fans that were kind of, that, that was. I figured that was you who posted that on there. But, yeah, I mean, the Rams, I, I, I'm i Well, the very fortunate thing for the Rams, there are no dominant teams in the NFL full yeah. stop right now. And that's their only fortunate thing because otherwise – it's a grim two weeks. Yeah, and I think what they do coming out of the bye could be huge as well, just because they have a chance to really kind of show that it is just a little bit of a fluke. They get the Packers, though, which is not going to be an easy win either coming right out of the bye. So that, that'll definitely be a big game. So I think when the pa- the Packers are actually ahead of them, aren't they? Because they're 8-2? and two? Yeah, the Packers are 8-2. and two. I mean, they basically, if they want to get a high seed and if they want to win their division, they lost to Arizona. So even if they're tied record-wise, which they're not right now, they lost to Arizona. They're going to have to make that up. Their margin for error kind of disappeared, I think, the last two weeks. On the 49ers side here, they get the big win. Can they be a player in the playoff race? We talked a little bit about this on Monday. I believe they're like two games out, which is a little bit surprising when you see that their record and they're four and five, but they are only two games out of the playoff race. Well, that's kind of the parody. Um, you know, if we before last week started, Atlanta would have been the seventh seed in the AFC or in the NFC, and they were four and four. They're four and five now. You know, Carolina's five and five. They're not even that far out of it in their own division, considering they just trucked the Rams. If they can keep coming back, they have played well the previous two weeks and weren't able to get wins. You know, as we talked about before, Jimmy G was actually QB one overall in fantasy for the two weeks prior to this week. He's looked good. They're getting healthy. George Kittle has kind of resumed that really dominant role. Debo Samuel looks incredible. They're even remembering at times that Brandon Ayuk exists and is on their team. I like what Elijah Mitchell is doing rushing-wise. Their defense looking a little bit better, too. And they catch Jacksonville this week. Um, Jacksonville's offense really isn't scaring anyone. The question that I would have is their defense. We saw them sort of take Buffalo apart, but we've seen them at other times get taken apart even by like a Geno Smith. So if the 49ers can come out and play the way they did on Monday night, I think they get a win. They're back to five and five. And with the kind of tight parity that we're seeing, I think they really are right back in the race. And to me, that means we're not seeing Trey Lance take over. I thought if the Rams or if the 49ers lost on Monday night, there's a chance you start having that Trey Lance discussion. I think that's just getting pushed off because I suspect they win this week. And then it's going to be very interesting. Seattle obviously had a tough loss last week, but they get a Cardinals team this week that probably isn't going to have Murray again. If they can pull that out, you're seeing that kind of compaction in in the NFC West too. It's going to be a really fascinating, we still have eight weeks counting this week to go. I mean, it's a longer season. We're going until January 9th. So there's still a lot of time to turn it around. It's a little bit different than in years past when you've kind of rolled into Thanksgiving week and it's, you know, a couple of teams fighting for slots. It feels really wide open in both conferences. Yeah, especially at the bottom. Like the wild card spots, I'm with you. It really feels like those uh, those are wide open. Yeah, I mean, 
I think you have to consider them back in it because even though that defense hasn't played great at times, that offense has been pretty consistent with, um, my goodness, I just bit my tongue and that hurt. Ow. Um, it's only when we're together, maybe. I know. Maybe I don't know what's going this on. Seven last Wednesday, I feel. Like. Consistency. I have trouble saying that word, apparently. Um, Jimmy G has been consistent and played well. I mean, the fact that Debo's played as well as he has and stayed healthy, Kittle come back and playing healthy, Ayuk starting to get back in the mix. Uh, the biggest thing for me now is, is obviously Mitchell. You mentioned how good he's looked, but he's dealing with a finger injury. They said that they're expecting him to play, but he may not, which I think means Jeff Wilson time, not necessarily Trey Sermon, which is crazy or, to say. Or Michael Hasty. Yeah, I mean. Rotation goes. Sermon, Sermon had to have done something to uh, Mrs. Kyle Shanahan in the offseason that we're just not aware yeah. of. I don't. I have no idea what happened with that poor kid, but my good. Well, the reports are that he came into camp just like expecting to be the starter and didn't show any kind of initiative, and that kind of upset Shanahan and them to think that they, he was just going to get the job, didn't really compete for it, and then that's kind of led to him kind of getting sit on sat on the bench. So, um, and the fact that Elijah Mitchell's playing as well as he is, I don't know that that ever means Trey Sermon's going to get much run, if any. So that's. Something we're going to have to watch out for. But yeah, I think, you know, if Jeff Wilson's on your waiver wires, I would definitely go grab him because it seems like if Mitchell doesn't play, we could see a return of like what Jeff, Jeff Wilson did last year uh, in a couple of those games. Well, and, you know, we had thought preseason if Wilson hadn't gotten that injury that put him on pup for a long time, there was a lot of question about whether he was going to compete with Raheem Mostert because he had been yeah. good last year and whether they were going to end up releasing Mostert um, because they liked Wilson. So 49ers could be back in it. A couple big games coming up here, especially as you mentioned against Jacksonville. They get that win back to 500. They are squarely in the playoff race. Well, we're about to look at our rankings, but if you want to get the tools that help Bob Harris reach the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame, head to footballdiehards.com and grab the Flash Update Pro, a full suite of tools to make you a better fantasy manager. Rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. Use code ROUNDTABLE for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24. All right, so we're going to go into talking about the rankings. Now, again, I, I won't uh, not have any. I've been just crazy swamped with some stuff with my family and work. But Matt does have his and his complete, so I'm just going to let you roll with it. Give us your top 12. All right, man, you may have a few uh, a few chuckles here. I'll do top 12 by position and let you have a few uh, comments in between. So quarterbacks, uh, number 12, I'm doing it. Mock me, if you will. Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers. Dude scored two touchdowns on two plays last week. He's playing against Ron Rivera and his old offensive coordinator this week. And I don't know if you've noticed, but Washington's defense, despite what happened last week, not incredible. Number 11 for me, Derek Carr and the Raiders. The Raiders are playing the Bengals. I think they need to try to get right this week. I don't know how good I feel about this, but it was more not feeling good about other people than about how great I feel about Carr. Number 10, Ryan Tannehill for the Titans. I'm hoping to get A.J. Brown going again. Number 9, Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. 8, Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Uh, A couple of teams I would like to see a little volume increase. I'll be curious with Rodgers. You know, Aaron Aaron Jones is going to miss, which I'll I'll touch on here, or it looks like he's likely to miss. I don't know if that will impact the pass game or impact their pass run distribution, but um, Dylan looked like a decent pass catcher too. 
Number seven for me is Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Number six, Joe Burrow for the Bengals. I think they want to come out and they want to get back on track. They lost two before going into that bye week. Can't sit well. Speaking of wanting to get back on track, Tom Brady has had two poor games in a row, lost two. I have him at number five. They have the Giants on Monday night. Uh, possibly the game of the weekend, number four for me, is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, who are heading into Arrowhead to battle the Chiefs, who looked more like the Chiefs this week. Number three, Lamar Jackson uh, for the Ravens. I'm hoping for a little bit of a bounce back. We had him as QB1 last week, and um, it didn't pan out. So dropped him, and he'll probably be QB1 again just to spite me. Uh, number two, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. It was heartening to see Mahomes. He looked like the Mahomes of old. They look like they're figuring some things out. I think that could be an up-tempo game with the Cowboys. And number one for more me is Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious with uh, with Cam Newton up there. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it. It's kind of a revenge game for both of them, right? Cam Newton against Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera against Carolina. Although I don't know that Cam Ron Rivera really wasn't – yeah, he wasn't the one that, that – that got him out, but I just think Cam's going to want to show up. He, I I loved his his energy on um, you know Sunday when he screamed on back, and I you know I'm excited. I'm hoping it means better things for poor DJ Moore, who we might have to put his picture on a milk carton at some point here. Oh, I already have because it's it's already that bad. Yeah, I mean I'm excited to see him back. It is technically a homecoming for him because they did not play in Carolina last week. This is his first game back there since 2018. Now, I like Cam. I, I mean, I do think he's a little bit of a front runner. When they lose, his press conferences are always kind of mopey. But when they're winning, dude is a lot of fun to watch. And he he's definitely, um, I think, one of the most interesting NFL-like personalities. So I'm, I'm excited to see him back there with Carolina, what he can do the rest of this year. Uh, where do you have Justin Fields at? I have Justin Fields at 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the big one, I I dropped Russell Wilson out of my top 12 because I was all in last week and he looked like Shadrach. I'm hoping he bounces back a little bit, but that scared me. You know, I have Jimmy G and Mac Jones in decent places. Guys keep performing. I liked what we saw from Justin Fields, um, but I would like to see it again, see what they did over the bye week. They're playing Baltimore. And sometimes Baltimore has a – good pass rush and Chicago still didn't have a great offensive line. So yeah. And, and Baltimore is also one of the like heaviest blit, blitzing teams as well. So that could cause issues. I was just curious where you had him. Cause I'm, I'm over Lawrence though. So um, well, he's he lost. better than Lawrence. But. Well, and you know, God bless poor Trevor Lawrence. I hope he finds a rhythm, but it's hard to feel good about anything that's happening in that Jacksonville offense right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious where you had him. I'm, I'm, Interested to see if he can continue playing as well as he was before they went into the bye. Baltimore is going to be a good matchup. All right, give us your top 12 running backs. I'm just surprised you didn't ask about Joe Flacco, fighting Joe Flacco. Let me tell you, it was painful I just to have to rank him again. I assumed he was sturdy. He is not last. I actually have Mason Rudolph last because I don't think Ben's playing either. They said he's not likely to play. It's yeah. Mason Rudolph, Colt McCoy, then Joe Flacco. And it was painful just to even think that that was three of the options I had yeah. to come up with. 
That's why uh, so, I took the week off. I figured it's probably just best for everybody that I took a week off here. Oh, Lordy. Uh, running back, I have A.J. Dillon, 12. I loved what he has done in the stead of Aaron Jones. I don't expect Aaron Jones to play. I know they haven't officially ruled him out yet, but let's be honest, he's not playing. Number 11, Leonard Fournette. Lenny has been running hard. He's also been catching the ball. It does not look like Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski is going to be back, so I think they're going to lean on him again. Number 10, I have Chubb. I think Chubb ends up playing. Number 9, I know I've seen some people have him a lot lower. Saquon looks like he's tracking to be back. I don't see how you drop Saquon Barkley outside your top 10 if you think he's going to play. Number eight, I have Austin Eckler for the Chargers. Number seven, I have Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys. Number six, DeAndre Swift for the Lions. Five, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Four, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. Three, Najee Harris for the Steelers. Two, it looks like Kamara is going to be back for the Saints. And number one, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Dylan. I think, I mean, I don't know. I might even have Dylan higher. I don't, because they just brought somebody else in, too. Um, I think there were, it was a carry on, I believe. They're, they were trying out because Kylan Hill, who had been backing them up, yeah, was like the third RB got hurt. So he's out. I, I just feel like, um, you know, aside from when they had no receivers, they really do like to use a feature back. And I think with uh, Jones gone, they will lean on Dylan as a feature back. Yeah. I mean, they, that, that's true. Yeah. I was, I, I, I just would have thought I would have ranked him. I might have ranked him a little bit higher. I think Dylan could be in for a huge game. He played really well last week when when Dylan went out. Uh, but I'm with you on Chubb. I think he plays. Where do you have Zeke again? I had him at seven. Okay. So I think he'll have a – I mean, I think they're going to have a good game. It looks like CEH is going to play, but I think he ends up splitting with Williams, so I didn't have either of them particularly high. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, Williams had a really, really good game, though, Sunday night. I think uh, what I'd be curious to see, and I don't know that I'd play either one of them if CEH, which I think they were they were talking about he's trending toward playing this week. Um, if he does, I don't know that I'd play either one of them because I'd be curious to see how like the split works with that because I think with as good as Darrell Williams has been, they don't just like relegate him back to a bench role. All right, what have you got uh, for your wide receivers? All right, let's roll the wide receivers. Number 12, I have Amari Cooper for the Cowboys. I think that's a high-scoring game. Thir- uh, 11, I have Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers. 10, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. 9, A.J. Brown hoping for a bounce back with the Titans. Uh, 8, I have Justin Jefferson, Vikings. They're playing the Packers. I think they're going to have to put up points. 7, I have C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys. 6, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. 5, Stephon Diggs for the Bills. 4, Debo Samuel for the 49ers. 3, Jamar Chase for the Bengals. Two, Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. I dropped him last week. He obviously took it personally. And number one, Devontae Adams for the Packers. Uh, yeah, I think Adams is going to eat this week. Yeah, I like Cooper up there. You had Did you have him over CeeDee Lamb? No, I have Lamb as the highest. I think Lamb's become their big play guy. The one, and, that's what I was going to And ask. I don't think the Chiefs have any lockdown corners, so. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's going to be probably, and I think it's a surprise. I think it's like an early afternoon game too. I thought maybe that would be like the Sunday night game, but it's not. It's like in the uh, Sunday night we get the we get uh, Mason Rudolph at uh, the Chargers. Well, at least Justin Herbert's playing in prime time, so we got that going for us. What have you got? Yeah, that's uh, actually the reason I didn't. I wanted to put Herbert higher, but Pittsburgh actually has a decent defense, even though it looks like Fitzpatrick's yeah. going to be out. What um what do you got for the tight ends? 
Tight end has become an interestingly deep uh, position. So it's a, there's kind of like this soft middle. But uh, number 12, I went with Dawson Knox. He wasn't great last week. I'm hoping for a little pick-me-up. Number 11, Pat Fryermuth. Still like the talent there. 10, Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. I think he'll clear from concussion. Hopefully be back. Number 9, Dan Arnold. Seems to be the team picture in the passing game for the Jaguars. He's getting a lot of volume. Uh, number eight, Hunter Henry. All he does is catch touchdowns for the Patriots. I think he's going to have a good game on Thursday night. Mike Gusecki, Dolphins at seven. I don't think that goose egg continues against the Jets. Number six, Kyle Pitts for the Falcons. He's the only Falcons receiver that I ranked uh, in the top 74 that we did between tight ends and wide receivers. I don't believe in any other receivers. Number five, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions. Four, Mark Andrews for the Ravens. Three, George Kittle, who's looked great for the 49ers. Two, Darren Waller for the Raiders, and number one, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. Yeah, Kittle has looked amazing since coming back. I'm I'm excited. Hopefully he keeps on this pace and doesn't get injured. Did you have Pat Fryermuth? Did I miss him? Yeah, I had him at 11. I still believe believe in the talent. The one that I kind of dropped down, I still like Dalton Schultz, but with Gallup back and all these other pieces and Zeke and Pollard, I just don't think his volume's there. I have him in the 14-15 range. Same with Tyler Conklin. I love the two touchdowns. I don't know that that's totally sustainable. It's getting harder and harder with tight end because, you know, I got down through 24, and there are all guys I can make a case for. I just don't think they get as many opportunities yeah it's you know for all the crap we gave this position earlier in the year i feel like it's actually coming together kind of nicely i mean you got logan thomas should be back off ir soon as well which gives you a good option at tight end i mean it's yeah i did rank him this week i just have him at 15 i'm not entirely sure how hard washington comes out I got you. I mean, I hope he comes back. I picked up in my main one of the main leagues that I have him. I have Fryermuth, and he was a little bit disappointing last week. So I'm hoping he can bounce here, bounce back here against the Chargers for the Steelers. So all right, that was uh, Matt's rankings here, his top twelve at each position. Those will go live tomorrow morning with him and Brandon Hay, who I believe will have his in there as well to help you guys out with your lineups. All right. Well, football fans, who's ready for some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the Sports King, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so let's get to this awesome Thursday night football game here between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. For the Patriots, Damian Harris, Brandon Bolden, Nikhil Harry, Johnu Smith, Shaq Mason, Trent Brown, Nick Folk, Jalen Mills, Kylan Van Noy, Donta Hightower are all questionable 
I, I do think Damian Harris likely plays, though, uh, because he practiced. Yeah, Tuesday, I think they held him out precautionary so. last week, so they'd be ready for a short week. So with that being said, before we jump into like the main discussion here with the Patriots, if he does play, especially with as good as Ramondre Stevenson looked last week, how, how would you cap that backfield and would you feel comfortable starting either one of them? Yes, I actually ranked Harris at 23. I think he does play. I think he still ends up being the lead, but I had Ramondre Stevenson in the 30s. I don't think there's a huge gap between them. Um, and, you know, Brandon Bolden will probably be a factor there too. Uh, the real question for me is what you see out of Atlanta. If Atlanta looks like they did last week and they get up big, it could end up backfiring with Damian Harris, where if they're up big, they may just truck Ramondre out there and have him grind down the clock. That was the only concern for me. But I still think Damian Harris is nominally their starter. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 64, anywhere from 55-45 to 65-35. You know, that's the yeah. Patriots. And then, you know, a healthy 15% or something go to somebody you – you're not even expecting. They'll probably run with Jacoby Myers just to screw us. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty, I think it was pretty close to like a 60-40 split earlier in the season, and then Stevenson fumbled and then was like healthy scratch for like three games. And he was also getting catches, which Damian Harris really hasn't. So I do think that's a little bit of a feather in the cap for Ramondre Stevenson. But I'm with, I think Harrison, at least for now, is still going to be the starter for the Patriots. The question really is going to be red zone because if Damian Harris, yeah. the, the question we we had preseason that we saw last year is Damian Harris can run all over the field between the between the 20s, but if they yank him yeah. every time inside, then it's really hard to stay up in that RB2 range. Yeah, and I, I, I think that they will. I think they'll continue to do that and put Stevenson in there. Even though even though Harris is a very tough runner as well, I think that they would they likely continue to put Stevenson in there. I mean, they went to James White last year in the red zone over Damian Harris, which is just insane to think about. Uh, but the Patriots have been hot here. Do you think that they keep it going Thursday? Yeah, I really think they do. You know, Dennis picked them to be 14-3 and preseason. They're obviously not going to hit that mark. But he said he thought they would win the NFC East. And honestly, you could make a case. Buffalo is going to have to stay red hot if they want to stay in front of them. It's a half-game gap. I think New England puts pressure on them and goes to 7-4 and this week. I, Atlanta has been scuffling and new England has looked really solid on defense. They're not making mistakes on offense and they've been putting together a game plan that takes advantage of what their players have to offer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the Patriots of old. It really is. I mean, Mac Jones is just distributing the ball. He, I mean, he's not, I, I don't even want to say he's not doing anything flashy. He made some really impressive throws in that Browns game, at least before I turn it off. He probably made some more after that as well. But I, I mean, at one point in the third quarter, I turned the game off because I couldn't handle watching it anymore. I'm pretty but sure like, they rolled the backup in there, so you might have you might have seen all of Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's fine because he was pissing me off while I was watching. So, even though I was like the, one of the highest people on him out here, when he was doing it, I was like, can you just stop, Mac? Like, seriously, stop, please, please stop. So, uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they remain hot. I, I think that they're going to make the playoffs because, again, and we talked a lot about in the offseason. I mean, them getting those eight players back on defense from the COVID opt-outs we, we thought was going to be huge, and I do think that that's helped them. And I think McDaniels, is, he's back in his bag. I mean, neither one of us think he's a good head coach, but dude's a great offensive offensive coordinator. He really is. He, he knows how to call plays. He's scheming stuff up in this offense for Mac Jones, and then he's making it work. They're, 
rolling with three or four running backs, but it's getting done. They don't really have a true outfit wide receiver, but it's happening. Hunter Henry's eating at tight end. So this is a really, really good team. And I think they're beating the Falcons at a little bit of a down point as well. So, I, I mean, I'll already say it. I'm picking the Patriots to win. Uh, and I, I think that it's going to be a pretty good game for them. On the Falcons side here, Cordero Patterson is questionable and Hayden Hurst is out. The Falcons stumbled and Cordell Patterson is now injured. What do we expect from this offense? Yeah, and no, honestly, I, I'm going to say I just looked just a second ago to make sure they have an update. I'm shocked that Cordero Patterson was officially listed as questionable because on Sunday they made it sound like he was probably looking at a multi-week uh, absence. I do not expect him to play. I ranked Mike Davis up in the 20s. It's hard to tell with him, and I have Gallman in the 30s. That backfield is almost as big of a quagmire as New England's, although I think that will be potentially less successful. I Atlanta looked awful last week. I have Matt Ryan well outside my top 12. Kyle Pitts, I mentioned, is the only receiving element among 50 receivers and 24 tight ends that I ranked this week. And I don't even feel great about that. You just love the talent because I would imagine if I'm Belichick who likes to take away the other team's best option, Kyle Pitts is getting everything I've got because I'm not afraid of Russell Gage. I'm not afraid of Olamide Zacchaeus. I'm not afraid of Tajay Sharp. I'm not afraid of Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman. I think it's going to be a tough night for the Falcons. They looked awful last week, and I don't expect a big bounce back. Yeah, I'd almost even be afraid to play Pitts because I think even if they had a bunch of the the other weapons, I think Pitts would be the guy that they're aiming to take away, and now he's by far their best weapon, and that's what Bill does. He gets something, and he takes something away from you. I think that they're going to find a way to bracket coverages on Pitts and take him away and say, hey, Mike Davis, Wayne Gallman beat us, and I don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, I My do only think thing Wayne- with Pitts, though, is – if he gets one good red zone opportunity, such a big target, not that provides they can get to the red zone, but if he can get one thing, it's kind of like when yeah. you talk about Metcalf, DJ Metcalf with Seattle, we talked about a couple of times where you don't think he's going to have a great game, but all it takes is one. And especially at tight end, that's, that's the only reason I'm rolling the dice. Otherwise I have the, the same massive concerns you do because they don't even have a Cordero Patterson who's been on a good run to kind of, siphon off coverage uh do you think that wayne gallman is taking over for mike davis i mean we saw him get more involved in that offense now some of it i'm sure was because patterson went out but they seem to even lean more on him than davis last week i'm gonna say i think that's partially because they were trucked they got blown out and they they just threw gallman out there and threw some other um people out there i They brought in Mike Davis. Mike Davis has been a part of things all season long. I'm operating under the assumption that Davis gets the first shot because he's a better receiver um, too. And those are the things that Cordero Patterson was kind of not always putting up huge numbers on the ground. But, and I think so, I think Davis probably gets the red zone and gets the receiving work, but I, I don't feel good about anything about Atlanta. They've been one of the most mercurial offenses all season long. They've been one of the most mercurial teams all season long. We thought they were terrible early in the season. Then they had a resurgence just about the time you start believing in them. They have a couple of horrific games and I just, I do not know what to expect. I'm with you that this may not be this may be a suboptimal game on Thursday night. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a real shot that it's unfortunately not going to be a great game. 
Uh, so I mentioned that I'm taking the Falcon. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. taking the Patriots. Story. Yes, please take the Falcon. No, I'm not taking the Falcon. Uh, I'm taking the Dennis, Patriots. Who are you guys picking? Dennis and I are also on the Patriots. I would honestly be shocked if the Falcons are within 14 points. I'd be surprised if the Falcons score 10 points in this game. All right, so that will do it for us today. Hopefully tomorrow will be a good game nonetheless as we are running out of football games to watch, unfortunately, as we are getting closer and closer to the end of the season. Matt and myself will be back again on Friday to recap this game and preview the entire Week 14. I'm sorry. Week 11. That's, Week 11. That's how tired I am. Week 11 of the NFL slate. Well, it's also um, – I know it's tough for you too because college is like on Week 13 or something. I have trouble whenever yeah, I see. Yeah, they're on, they're our, on week 12. They're, dis, they're a week in ahead. our Slack chat. They're like, yeah. I have week 12 sit starts up. And I'm like, wait a minute. No. Yeah, week yeah they're a week ahead. Technically, it should be week 13 if you count week zero, but we don't. So it's week 12 of the college football season. Week 13 if you count week zero. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's always fun doing that. Like I'm trying to type in the headers for shows and I'm like, wait, week, is it week 12, 11? I can't remember. So yeah, but we'll be back to talk about week 11 and possibly next week. Though I'm not hundred percent sure we may bring back pop culture corner for a little bit to talk Yellowstone. Cause I did not get a chance to finish watching the newest episode. Um, I've got like 20 minutes left of it. So I'm excited to go in there and finish what? Savor it. I'm telling oh, you. Sunday nights are maybe not edifying from a moral standpoint, but seeing Dexter Morgan and uh, the Dutton Ranch back in action on Sunday nights has just been. I can't, I cannot wait to cheat Showtime and wait till Dexter's about to be over and then use their 14 day free trial so that I can watch binge it and then be done. Cause it's only a 10 episode season. So I'll let you know, cause this last night was week two. So probably be a beginning of January. Yeah, we've got, I mean, realistically, in a month, we're going to have a big thing we get to talk about. I did not watch the trailer, so and please don't tell for me. Hawkeye. I had a couple things ruined for me. No, Hawkeye starts next week. Uh, yes, Spider-Man. Next week. Spider-Man's oh, next month. I haven't watched it either. Don't watch it. Don't watch like, it. I heard I, I'm actually on the fence about not watching it because I kind of just want to roll in and, and savor that. Do it like I do. I love it. I, I So, well, we're already talking about it, so might as well before we get out of here. Um. Yeah, one of my friends was talking to me about it this morning because he asked if I watched it. And I said, no, because you know, we've talked about this all the time. Like, I watch one trailer, and that's it. I watch the first one that drops, and that's it. And he said, good, don't. He said, there's something that is said between Strange and Spider-Man in the trailer that drop that, if you know the Marvel Universe, drops a massive hint at what's coming. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not watching, because I already had it ruined, I think... Well, I knew Doc Ock was going to be in it, and then yeah, I the that's, rumors I mean, that's in the pl- that was in the first trailer and in the poster. Yeah. Well, so there were rumors about a couple of the other villains coming back, but I wasn't for sure. And then I saw a still because someone had to post it on Twitter, and so I, I saw a couple of the other people coming back. There's three other villains I saw that are going to be in it as well, but I don't know what he's talking about, and I'm not going to watch the trailer because I don't want to know. Just got to make it a month without anybody ruining that for me. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. But he said it's re- like the trailer's really good. He's amped up for it. I think he said it's December 17th or something like that. So it's literally it about is, a month away. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's right in um, – 17th might be Sunday. No, it is a Friday. Yeah, so it's December 7, 17th or 18th. It was somewhere in there. Yeah. I, I'm pumped too. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm ex- actually excited this week. I'm going to go see Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, you have to let me know how that is. I don't they, know that we'll get a chance to go they watch kinda it. They kind of gave it good. away. The A lot of the marketing for a long time um, just made it look like it was a new group yeah. of kids and stuff, which would make sense. I actually, you get movies ruined in the weirdest places. My wife and I sometimes cruise the toy aisles at Target and they freaking had the toys out for Ghostbusters Afterlife that mm-hmm. show you the original Ghostbusters characters that are in the movie, which they've subsequently uh, on, I guess, on the latest trailer, you you hear or see them. But I was like, that sucks because I did not, I maybe I didn't see everything, but I did not realize they were there and I'm just cruising the aisle and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I knew that the the kids are one. I guess the main character is supposed They're to be like Spangler, which Harold Ramis is dead, so it makes yeah. so you know he's not coming back, and yeah. it would make sense that that's his family and stuff. But uh, they pretty well gave it away. I was looking at all the toys in Walmart, going, I Lindsay didn't understand. My wife did not understand why I was so angry, and I'm like, they just ruined <laughs> Ghostbusters. I'm like, you don't have to buy the toy. I'm like, yeah. No, not yeah, you'll have to let me know how it is. Like I said, I'm I'm excited about. It. I don't know that I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna be able to watch it at least in theaters. I'm gonna have to wait till it comes out on. Um, but Spider Man, I will make sure I'm in theaters to watch that. I can't. I can't miss that. Be a Hawkeye next week. I mean, there's, you know, the the villains in that have connections to Kingpin. So what are we gonna see with that? Like I'm excited for Hawkeye. I'm I'm really excited about. That. So we'll definitely talk. Yeah, about and I did. That as well. I did see the trailer for that on that. I watched the Disney Plus Day uh, sizzle reel for everything that's coming in 2022 yeah. for Marvel. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of pop culture corner during those. Uh, yes, sad so- months between mid February and. And they will uh, we might have to kick Dennis off for like the last 30 45 minutes of the show on Wednesday so we can talk a little Yellowstone. You know what? Hawkeye. I, I, Hawkeye drops I, on Wednesday, right? Hawkeye drops on Wednesday, yeah. It, it's almost better if he uh, if he's there because he basically looks very confused when we're talking about it. Um, it's kind of fun, and then that he'll chime in with things that he thinks he understands, yeah. Very true, very true. All right, so he, we will be know, back. He may Matt watch Yellowstone, we should check. Because that actually, yeah, that's, that's actually true. true. He might, that's who knows? Horrible, he might actually come in with like all these like great theories and everything. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to ask him about that next week. Um, but we'll be back on Friday, as I mentioned, to recap Thursday night football and preview everything for Week Eleven. So, until then, enjoy the game tomorrow night. We will talk to you guys again on Friday. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line ready. And he's hit the end zone. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can!